Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Diversity in Fellowship podcast. Today, we are going to continue our series on the woke wars. And today, we're going to be talking about the battle for the image of America. What mm. what narrative are we trying to um, pro- project to the world or even project yeah. to ourselves? Um, often, we talk about image when it comes to companies or organizations and how mm. we uh, even churches, to, even right? churches, churches, right? Churches yeah. have this issue as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how we fight to protect the the image of the organization or the company, but uh, we see this happen as well within our country. There are certain uh, narratives that we want to protect, some certain images that we want to uh, project to the rest of the nation or to the world, and so mm. that's what we're going to talk about today. So, brother William, yes. Uh, who would we say are the parties in this battle? Right. Well, yeah. the, the the first party uh, is going to, their focus is to highlight the good while minimizing the bad. Right. Right. So that's, that's their goal. They're going to focus on things like uh, Judeo-Christian values. Um, our new speaker, Mike Johnson of the House, just talked about our need to have, um, you know, gave a speech about our Judeo-Christian values because that should make us look like a great country. Right? Yes. Um, they're also going to highlight things like democracy and freedom and, you know, land of the free and the home of the brave, right? I yes. mean, those are going to be ideas that they want to make sure are there. So so those are the good things that they really want to emphasize and highlight. And then on the, on the other side of it, they really want to downplay or minimize things like slavery, right? Yes. So slavery was not that bad. It was more of a just kind of a subplot to our kind of over uh, our larger story. Uh, it wasn't, you know, it didn't last very long. I mean, all those kinds of things. Right. Uh, or they're going to use um, something like manifest destiny to describe... Uh, the fact that we essentially stole land from the Native Americans. Yes. Uh, and, and so there's going it, to, it's almost like there's going to be this spin on it to where, well, you know, it wasn't that bad. And, you know, if we hadn't have done it this way, we wouldn't have all these wonderful things like we have today. And so there is this, again, there's this emphasis on um, the good, all the good that our country has done, and then this real minimization of the bad. So I think that's one party who would be the other party yeah so the other party would would do the opposite it's right. the highlighting the bad while minimizing the good and so with, with people on this side of the battle uh, they have a tendency to emphasize america's discrimination of minorities and mm-hmm. when, when we're talking about something like the 1619 project they would emphasize Mm-hmm. Um, that discrimination of minorities when it comes to African Americans, but right. it's you know thinking about Native Americans or yeah. you know uh, Chinese immigrants or immigrants yeah. in in general, yeah. right? They would tend to emphasize that as kind of America's story, America's mm-hmm. narrative. Right. Um, uh, they would also say that any good that comes from uh, for, from the America mm-hmm. would generally be uh 
only to have this desire for a clean image. Mm-hmm. So it's not a it's not a good that comes from um, pure motives. Right. It's a good that only comes from this desire to be viewed as this great nation. Mm-hmm. And they would also say that any good is only good because it serves the majority. Um, it's like all the all the um, kind of benefits the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the characteristics that they value, like democracy and and you know land of the free, home of the brave, that only applies to the majority culture. That's right, minorities don't experience land of the those. free if you're white. Right, right. I yes. mean that was that was a, true for a while. Yeah, right, right. And mm-hmm. so they would say that good only serves a certain portion of the population. So mm. I mean, what? Why are we highlighting um, right. that as something that's good? Yes. And so that, and so they tend to um, say, <laughs> actually, we need to do <laughs> right. other things mm. besides uh, what you tend to want to highlight. Yeah, and so I mean, really, there, you have these kind of two groups, right? So yes. one is going to really emphasize the good, one is going to emphasize the bad, and so both of them are kind of fighting, you know, fighting the other or, or talking about the other. So, so Kenny, but where are some of the places that we actually see this? happening where are the if you want to we've used this language where are the fronts of this battle where are right. these where's this actually happening you mentioned the 1619 project i mean what what does that look like and how does that work yeah so you you have the 1619 project that came out a few years ago it was actually um published by the new york times yeah and so what the 1619 project did was kind of change the the narrative as to when the United States story begins. Um, right. It's instead of using 1776, the beginning of the Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. let's go back to 1619, which was when the first slaves landed in the United States. Mm. The, and start the story and, and tell the story from the viewpoint of slavery mm-hmm. and and discrimination instead of telling the story from fighting for freedom and maintaining freedom and, mm-hmm. and and being this great country. And so so you had this education component that came with it. Mm-hmm. And so some schools started to use this education um, component. And naturally, the pushback was, this is woke, right? This, yeah. <laughs> this right. is why this is part yeah, of the woke about battle, some, yeah. mm-hmm. right? This is woke. This is... Um, people trying to make America look bad. Mm -hmm. And so you had a pushback from that, which Mm -hmm. was called the 1776 Project. Let's get back to the right date. Got to get back to the right date, right? Yes. And so you you have this group who's going to tell the story that has been told for the most part Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, uh, from since I've been alive at least. Right, um, yes. And who's trying to fight, I mean, just – clearly specifically has called out the 1619 project and what they call CRT and, and, right, right. and woke ideology um, to try to get the narrative that we've commonly told ourselves back into schools and, and back into the mindsets of the American public. Right. So you have this education uh, battle going on, but I think it goes even beyond that to, you know, just the mindsets of the public. Hmm. And, and so you had that media component with the, the 1619 Project. Um, well, how else is, or do we see this in the media, brother? Well, I mean, 
I mean, one of the more obvious ones is you can just kind of watch different stations and see how they handle things, how oh, they yeah. handle news, how they handle, you know, was this a good thing? Was this a bad thing? Uh, and so, I mean, you could, I mean, you could talk about MSNBC versus Fox, you know, or other, other, you know, other news groups, but then, I mean, that one's probably a, a more kind of the one that stands out. Um, you, you, you know, you have one group who's going to really emphasize the good and emphasize, you know, everything's positive and, you know, that, that kind of a role. And then, and then on the flip side of it, you have another group who's going to say, no, this is, you know, this was bad, this history's bad, or this, you know, this looks bad. And I mean, even, even probably how those stations handled the, the battle between the 1619 project versus 1776 project, oh, yeah. right? I mean, like you have, you have places in the media who are saying we are going to stand with this party, Oh yes. you know, and I don't, I'm not talking about um, political party, although there are, I mean, there are uh, overlap there, but. But no, we're going to stand with this party who emphasizes the good, and then other stations or other news outlets who are saying, "No, no, no, we're going to we're going to stand with these groups that emphasize the the negative or emphasize the bad." Yeah. And so I think you I think you definitely see in the media there's definitely a front there's a front there's a battle being fought for which story is going to to get out there. It's interesting in the media how they even choose which stories we are going to, like which news stories we are going to tell based mm -hmm. upon how we want people to view our sure. nation, right? Yeah. And so something bad happens, like how much time are we actually going to spend on this story? Or are we mm -hmm. going to cover this story even at all? Right. Because we, we want a certain narrative to go out. We want a right. certain image to be mm -hmm. projected of, of the nation. And mm -hmm. so maybe I'm covering only bad stories because I, I want people to have mm -hmm. a certain view of the nation. Or, or right. We're only covering good stories. Mm -hmm. Or if something that is unmistakably bad, like you, you cannot deny that this is bad and we have to cover it. How much time are we going to actually spend on it? Right. Are we going to spend yes. basically a whole segment or a whole show on this? Mm -hmm. Are we just going to cover it in passing mm -hmm. and um, you know go back to highlighting the good? And so... Right. It's really interesting how the media does that, decides that, you know, and, and I think it's not even just a, you know, I think it's intentional. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not mm -hmm. even a, I, I don't think they're just saying, okay, um, this is just what we naturally do. It's that intentional. We're not going to focus on this or we are going to focus on this right. because we want a certain narrative, a certain image to, to come out. Let me ask you this, and this is... I like, do you think, so let's just use like a MSN, uh, MSNBC, right? I, I mean, there, there's, there's a sense in which if you're a, a, a media outlet in America, you don't necessarily want to like just emphasize all terrible and America's terrible and... and yeah. So it, it's probably not going to come off like that. No, no, no. So so how are they going to do this? Because they're, they're going to try to... I mean, you you think about I mean, they're like like with Fox or whatever. If there's a story about slavery or what, I mean, they're going to kind of downplay that. They're going to kind of say, "Hey, well, yeah, you know, yeah, that wasn't that bad." But I mean, but MSNBC doesn't want to say, "Hey, slavery was just horrible. Our country's terrible. We hate our so right, right." So how do you think they're going to handle? Like, how are ways? What are more practical ways that maybe you're going to see this if you were? flipping back and forth between the two stations. You I would know what I'm say, saying? yeah. So in, on the MSNBC side, what they're going to do is they're going to highlight some of the um, people who are fighting against 
the discrimination they what what they is perceive as discrimination in their part. So they they'll do a piece, let's say on, let's say a minority leader mm-hmm. who overcame to become this leader or who's fighting right. against this um, whatever discrimination. But the story is going to be uplifting, right? Positive because right? they overcame gonna, the right, discrimination. Right, overcame mm-hmm. the discrimination or right. are trying to overcome right. the discrimination. So it's not going to be viewed as such as a. As just this horrible, horrible piece. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, this person is a great person. We're lifting right. up this person as a great person in the minority who's fighting against discrimination. So it's not just this. Uh, we we got fire showing on the screen, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's all terrible. Uh, everything right. is bad, but it's a no. We we are uh, here. Here's the thing. We are. Um, absolutely stating that the discrimination against it's not even a question that discrimination mm-hmm. exists this is a person who is uplifting that people can get behind who's fighting against this discrimination yeah yeah what I, what else what i mean what other fronts is there another front that you maybe see yeah i would say just on the political front right right yeah. uh, people who would identify as progressive or or liberals or you know Towards the left would would mm-hmm. be more would, would more more emphasize some of the America's discriminatory mm-hmm. side or you know the bad side of America yeah, shortcomings yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and people on the political right conservatives um, they would hold to more of the you know 1776 idea Judeo Christian mm-hmm. uh, America's great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's going to come out in policies as well. Right. You know, how how do we view, you know, what needs to like, how do, how do we need to fix some of the issues that are going on in America? So mm-hmm. you think about right. poverty. Right. Mm-hmm. And so with poverty, it's it's one of those discussions where, OK, what what is causing the poverty? So on the on the liberal side, it will be like, oh, well, it's discrimination, discrimination. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you've discriminated against groups and. And and so they've had a harder struggle, and now we need to get rid of the discrimination. Yeah. Or we need to, you know, reparations or something like that. Right. Conservatives would say, "Well, America's great if you work hard. You'll, you'll <laughs> you be know, fine. you got yeah. you got plenty mm-hmm. of opportunities. You yeah. work hard, you'll be fine." And so you don't, you know, you you're, the way you tell the story is going to affect the policies that um, you end up vouching for and, right. and coming up with. Okay. All right, so we've kind of covered the the parties. We've covered the different fronts. How do we, as believers, right? How do we, how do we respond to this one? Because this one's kind of this is kind of a thorny issue, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a this one's not just straightforward. So how do we, um, how do we respond to this as followers of Christ? Yeah. So I would say first, um, we we have to have discernment and. And realize that there's going to be merit to both and and there's going to be problems with both. And and in saying that, what I'm not saying is that we try to take this middle ground. It's, mm. you know, just really uh, understand that, OK, where where there are merits, we can ascribe to that. But where there are problems, we need to work against those things. Right. And so it's it's not saying, well, I'm not either left or right. I'm not 1619 Project or 1776 Project. I'm kind of in the middle. It's like, no, I'm I'm trying to follow Christ. And right. and yeah. as a person who follows Christ, I can see where there might be merit on on either side. And and um, I can hold to those and. 
I can discard the problems with both of them and fight right. against those problems. How do you see that? Like, um, you know, I mean, this is the, you know, our series here is the woke wars. How, how do you see the woke language kind of playing into that? Some, Yeah, so with with the the woke language, again, just going back to it, I would say the merit to even using the woke language is you are, again, <laughs> based on its original use of the word. Right. It's calling people to be aware of discrimination, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, discrimination based upon ethnicity. And so there's, I mean, that's what we're called to do, I would say. Right. You know, how are you going to do justice <laughs> if right. you don't know what's going on? Right. Right. And so. If you're not willing to acknowledge injustice. Right. Right. If you're not willing to acknowledge injustice, then you're not going to be able to do justice. Right. So using woke in that way um, is definitely good. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be able to have discernment in that. Right. But also, if if we're talking woke in the sense of some of the strategies and policies that those who ascribe to being woke mm-hmm. use, we need to have discernment to say that is not the best way to deal right. with this issue. Yeah. And so... Like call you're that going, out you've too. gone too far. We, yeah. yeah, we need to be able to call that out too. And right. so it's not a, you know, again, it's not a middle ground, so to speak. It's right. a acknowledging when um, ideologies, when, um, you know, suggestions are helpful, are mm-hmm. Christian, yeah. <laughs> and when they are not, and, yeah. and be able, being able to call them out and to fight against them whenever we we need to. Yeah, I think it, you know, it's interesting you're saying it's it's not really a middle ground it's more of a, I mean, I think about Jesus's language, uh, the separate the wheat from the chaff yes. type, right? I mean, we got to be able to find, okay, there's actually some good things coming from here, and, and we, we need to see that, right? right. We, we, need to, we need to recognize that we can't just act like America's history was great and there weren't any problems, and, you know, no, we need to, <laughs> we need to realize the truth about that, right? Yeah. But then we also... You know, the idea that America's horrible and terrible and we shouldn't be thankful for our freedom, right? I mean, right. And I know we've just talked about that a lot, but it feels like those are the, that's where you have to land these days. Right. You have to land on, you know, and we as Christians need to be able to say, no, 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 right? It, we're not trying to find a middle ground, but we're, we're trying to say there is, there is good from both of what you are saying. Yes. And there's also bad from both Ooh. of what you are saying. Absolutely. And so, we want to acknowledge both of those. You know, we want to see the good and and um, and and acknowledge the good, but we also want to see the bad and acknowledge that as well. Yes, we don't really want to minimize either one. No, which kind of leads to our second Christian response, which is you know again seeking the truth. Yes, I mean the idea that we we just want to be about the truth, and I think this is particularly difficult when we think about. The whole image issue. Yes. Um, because image, what is it? Image is everything, right? Image is uh-huh. a big deal in our um, in in our society, and so this gets this gets organizations into trouble. It gets churches into trouble, and it can get us into trouble. Even as we think about telling the story of America, because we're so concerned with our image being good that it's like we're unwilling to see certain things, yes. right? And um, I mean, we've seen that. I mean, I, I mean, some of the worst stories I've heard about church life have come 
as a result of this kind of we've got to protect our image. The leaders in the church, pastors, elders, whatever, have said we've got to protect our image. Yeah. And so we're not going to we're not going to tell the truth or we're not going to show what really happened or we're not going to call the cops on this particular issue and I mean that I mean just some of the the worst things that have happened. And so we as Christians should understand. We should get this point, right? I mean we should. Yes. And um I mean we should be able to say, you know what? Truth is more important than image. We we want to know the truth, we want to speak the truth, we want to value the truth. And um, it's not that we just want to throw away our image for no reason. I mean, I get that. We don't want to do that. Right. Um, but at the same time, we don't want to try to lie or manipulate or massage the truth. And I, I mean, that is just, I feel like that's going on so much. Right. You know? So anything you would add to kind of that image versus yeah, truth? You know, the... W- Again, we just get blind to what could be true because it doesn't, it's not what we want to be true. Yeah. So sometimes the truth is going to be uncomfortable. And so we have to be able to, to recognize that even if it goes against the, the image and the narrative that we want to be true. And so the, the, the good news is a lot of times when we just allow the truth to be the truth, people, the, the image that we are, projecting is actually one that's more healthy than the one that we are, you know, that we want to protect. Right. Mm -hmm. It's this, this idea that yes, we're going to acknowledge the bad and we are going to work against it. I think that image is better Mm -hmm. than we're all just great. Right. Right. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the idea that, you know, there's no good within us. You know, if we want to right. project that image, mm-hmm. then that's that's not a good. You know, people don't want to be attract not attracted to that, right? right. And so, yeah, <laughs> we we want to actually have the truth. Mm. You know, let let the 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 absolute truth just lead the way instead yeah. of the image lead the way, and just do what we're supposed called to do. Right? Right. We work against the bad, uh, um, we embrace the good. Yeah, and yeah. and it'll settle itself out. Yeah. What else? Yeah. What else is another? What's kind of a another way that we can respond to uh, this particular battle? Yeah, I just think we need to understand that there are different ways to tell stories. Right. Like there, there's just a a need for us to to lead with grace in regards to the the different way the different ways people see um, different events. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, we we have this in the Bible. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. We have to say the word of God is uh, the the author of Kings tells the stories a little bit different than the mm-hmm. authors of Chronicles. Right, right. Um, the Gospels, mm-hmm. you know, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are are different than the Gospel of John. Right, they, they're telling the same story just from different vantage points, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's what we're arguing about. We're just arguing about the different vantage points that people. Right. Um, tell the story from, yep. and so we need to be able to lead with grace and saying there, there's, there's value to the way you tell the story. There's value in the way that you tell the story. There's truth in both of the ways mm-hmm. that you tell the story, um, and just you know really have this idea also of diversity and fellowship. Right, that there is actual value <laughs> in mm-hmm. in different perspectives, and we want to hear those different perspectives yeah I, would you say anything else to that brother well, i just think that's so important i mean i you know and uh i mean we often use you know history as an example slavery as an example but i mean if you ask a child who's 
you know, uh, owns the plantation, right? What their childhood was like. And then you ask that, or you ask a, a child that grew up as a slave on that exact same, same plantation, both of them will say true things. Yes. But they will paint a very different picture. Absolutely. And so to say one is wrong or one contradicts the other or one can't be true, I, I think is I think is unfair, right? You, right. You have to be able to listen. You have to be able to understand um, both perspectives. I don't know if that's the right way to say that, but yeah. Um, but I think that's that's what we mean by valuing both perspectives. You need to to listen to the people who say, "Hey, look, everything was not great." Right. You know, and you need to listen to the people who are saying, "Hey, look, everything is not terrible." Right. You know, and so <laughs> I mean, we need to be able to listen to to both of those groups, value what's good, value what's right. Um, while at the same time listening to and there and there may be I mean this is what's hard is that you you know again that wheat from <laughs> the wheat from chaff like there may be truth in both perspectives there may also be some lies or some non-truth yes. in both perspectives and so you've got to be able to you know going back to the first point I mean you got to be able to use some discernment in in both of those areas yes and I, I think that's a challenge I think that's why this this issue can be hard. Uh, but it's so important for us to to think through it and pray through it. Amen. All right. Well, hopefully that was helpful to you today. Uh, today, the the um, podcast that uh, will be released on Halloween. Yes, Kenny. So if you're listening to the podcast on the day it was released, Happy Halloween. We can say that. Can yes. I say that? Is that okay to say that? Happy Reformation Day. We'll say that too. Right. Right. Um. So for our crazy question on Halloween. Kenny, I want to know what was your best Halloween costume. Yes, so my I have this fixation with um, characters that are immortal. Like I guess that's weird. Know, yeah, right. but, but oh, God cool. has placed I'm eternity cool. in our hearts, right? <laughs> I think that's what it is, right? Yeah, but <laughs> and it's, so it's weird when you start talking about the characters you're going to yeah, talk the about. characters so, I'm going to talk okay. about, right? So yeah. you know, uh, like Wolverine, he yes. he's basically mm, immortal yes. as long as you know certain things don't happen to him. Uh, Highlander, mm. I used to love the Highlander show. He had to chop people's heads yeah, off to to stay yeah. immortal. Mm-hmm. That was kind of weird. Yeah, uh, but you know, one of my favorite type of characters was vampires you mm. know like minus the suck of blood and stuff vamp- like that Kenny's a vampire <laughs> but the idea is like you know you come out at night avoid the sunlight you know don't get driven in the heart by a steak uh, you know a right. steak or something like that you're immortal yes. and so my freshman year in high school I, I dressed up as a vampire I mean I went full mm, out makeup full out. Yeah. all out oh, makeup man. wow are there pictures suit, are there pictures cape, that still exist everything. of this it might they actually might exist yeah, we're gonna need those in there because uh get those in the podcast yeah. notes for that I just gotta, for I gotta all of find our fun. somewhere but yeah i went all out you know makeup all yes. the stuff man just ready so i have to ask for the sake of our listeners were you into some of the latest vampire oh no stuff oh no no out? no i Can couldn't you? i couldn't my, deal with that yes my opinion of you is you know no. pretty, pretty drastically and jumping you know, off the, a cliff the weird thing is i cannot really tolerate scary movies. So. Oh, well, there, well there's <laughs> like that, right? I can't not even, I can't tolerate scary movies Most of movies that stuff anymore. you're just talking about involves some, I know, you know, right? But I mean, Wolverine, not so much, but like, um, Highlander, you know, Highlander was kind of weird. It was, it was dark, weird, right? You know? Yeah, but uh, I just can't, it's really the ex- 
you know, suspense part of it. Like mm-hmm. I, stuff jumping out and all that. I can't yes. deal. I can't deal with that, man. No, I don't like that either. No. I don't want stuff jumping out. No, man. I'm supposed to be enjoying myself. I, I'm, I'm supposed <laughs> to be relaxing. Put myself on edge. On for, I don't want to like, do no, that. No. I'm all nervous watching a TV show. <laughs> yes. If I'm nervous watching a TV <laughs> right. show, come on. Go give me a heart attack. Like, I nope. Get, I get nervous enough watching the Vols play football yes. on Saturdays, right? Okay, so my my best Halloween costume, I just have to confess, when I was a kid, our approach to Halloween, we weren't we weren't big Halloween, we weren't a big huge Halloween family, but we weren't like anti, you know, you can't dress up and stuff. But my mom was we just weren't going to spend money on the costumes. Right. Like we were not the let's go to the store and, you know, pick out a costume. So, mom would just say to us, "Hey, you're on your own." Yes. Which, you know, was probably right. I mean, that was a good thing. Uh, she wasn't, I'm not faulting her for that. The only problem was, is that, Kenny, I don't have a creative bone in my body. <laughs> like, when it, I just Wasn't don't, developed yet. I, huh? I mean, maybe I, I mean, maybe right. I do now, but I, yeah. I did not have anything back then. And so, I'm literally, like, night before Halloween, I'm just, like, going through my closet looking for the worst shirt I could find you know, or maybe I'm going through my parents' closet trying to find some old shirt from my dad or what. I mean, I'm just like, whatever I can. I mean, I think I went as a bum like every other year. (laughs) Right? You know, you just find some nasty clothes and throw those on. What are you you dressed up as? I'm a bum, right? Right. And so that that was was pretty much my. (laughs) People give you money instead of candy. Have been okay with right. that. That yes. would have been fine. So, um, so yeah, that was. But, but I have one particular memory. At some point, I decided to dress up as the Hulk. All right, okay. And so I found a green. I had a. The, here's the reason why I dressed up as the Hulk. <laughs> I had an old green, like sweatshirt or sweater or something, uh, and I thought that'll work. I can, and so like I stuffed some like pillows <laughs> yeah. underneath it. To make my, you know, make my muscles and stuff big, look good. Right? Somehow we found some like green paint that I put on my face to make okay. my face green. Okay. So that was my. I was like, yes, nice. Like, finally came together. <laughs> I don't know how much I looked exactly like the Hulk, but but it worked. We need I think, pictures. I know. I think there is a picture of that <laughs> right. somewhere uh, with me and my cousin. I can't remember what she was dressed up as, but anyway. All right, well, hope you have a fun and safe Halloween, and I hope this uh, episode was helpful to you, and we'll catch up with you next week. All right, God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.